Today on episode two of the Be A Marketer podcast, you'll hear from a five-time entrepreneur who shares his top three tips for small business marketers. And of course, some thoughts from me on how you can own the smartphone to bring the people that matter closer to your business. This is the Be A Marketer podcast. My name is Dave Charest, Director of Small Business Success at Constant Contact, and I've been helping small business owners like you make sense of online marketing for over 16 years. You can be a marketer, and I'm here to help. Hello, hello, friend, and welcome to another edition of the Be a Marketer podcast. As always, I am grateful to have you here. I'm grateful for your attention. And I figured I'd start today with uh, today's thought starter. You know, I was doing a little research for today's episode, and I saw an interesting stat. 83% of the world's population owns a smartphone. This probably comes as no surprise to anyone, right? You can just look out anywhere <laughs> where you are. You know, if you look up from your own smartphone and you'll see everybody else looking at their smartphones. And uh, really, when you think about it, this really presents an amazing opportunity, actually, for you to reach people on a device that they have with them at all times, right? And if you think about how people are using these devices, they're checking their social media, they're checking their email. And of course, if they're getting text messages, right, they're looking at those devices almost immediately when they get that ding. And... This is interesting because the technology is available today for you as a small business owner to obviously use each of those channels and keep your business top of mind. Now, of course, each of these channels, of course, they have their strengths and their weaknesses. And so if we get into that, it's really about thinking about, okay, social is great because it allows you to engage with existing customers and reach a new audience because you're doing that out in public and people are you know, connected with other people, and that's bringing people into your universe, so to speak. But unfortunately, of course, the weakness here is that, you know, social is very fickle in the sense that you have no control over what's going to happen. You have no control over the audience. It's all driven by algorithms that can change at a moment's notice and really limit what you're able to do and who you're able to reach. And then if you think about email, well, Email is great because you actually have ownership of those contacts. Those are people that have given you permission to contact them. You own those contacts. You can take them with you. Of course, today, there are so many things going on in the inbox that you're often competing with that overcrowdedness of the inbox. And then when you think about text, so this is interesting because this is kind of a newer thing these days, and someone gets a text and almost immediately, you've got their attention. But with text, of course, like many of these other channels that have been somewhat ruined by their popularity, is that you have to be careful not to abuse the immediacy that you have with the channel, or you're going to turn people off pretty quickly. And so the reality here is that it's really less about choosing one channel over the other, although some people you may find prefer one over the other, but it's really about figuring out how to use them in concert so that you create these really great experiences for your customers. There's that word again, experience. And if you can do this, you can keep your business top of mind and bring people closer to you. 
And that's really the opportunity that you have to start to own that smartphone, to be there, to reach your customers, to reach your potential customers, and have them think about you when they need what it is that you offer, or when somebody asks them if they know somebody that offers something that you do. Uh, they'll think of you first. And so we're going to explore this idea in future episodes. But for now, let's get to today's conversation. My guest is an entrepreneur, small business expert, and motivational speaker. He's had five businesses and sold three of them. And what I love about Ramon Ray is not only the passion, energy, and insights he brings to the table, it's also that his is a story you're not going to see in the mainstream headlines. While they're focused on those big swings of billion-dollar deals, there are people like Ramon, people like you, who are changing their lives and the lives of those around them. They're creating generational wealth, and they're doing it because they took a chance on themselves. They're putting in the work, and they're figuring it out. But of course, starting a business or many businesses for that matter wasn't something Ramon always thought he was going to do. Let's pick up the conversation there. Was starting a business something you always knew you wanted to do? Like, how did you get here? Yeah, I didn't. So I grew up in a, uh, you know, my parents were ministers. Father passed away over 20 years ago, but my parents, as it were, ministers, you know, in faith. And uh, when I was a child in the Midwest, I recall going to the library. I don't know if anybody knows the library, that, that building with the books in it, you know, things like this. <laughs> and there was some red Colby, I think was the publisher, FBI books, Dave. Like you could be a G-man or whatever they called it, you know, the black tie, white shirt and suit. And so from a child, I recall uh, nine, 10, eight, I wanted to be an, F an FBI agent. So lo and behold, Dave, as you may know my bio, I'm a graduate of the FBI Citizens Academy, that little thing right there, people who are watching on video, if this is on video, is uh, from the FBI. So I'm a graduate of the FBI Citizens Academy, not quite FBI agent, but I was small, Dave, wanted to be an FBI agent, grew there, went to school and all those things, but uh, worked at the United Nations for many years. But that was just right kind of in the middle of starting college. I wanted extra money. So I was a kind of a secretary admin person at the UN. Uh, eventually was fired from there. Long story, but I'm happy to go into it for my dreams of being an entrepreneur. And in the meantime, then Dave, while at the UN, I think, you know, why, why does a chef like to be a chef? I don't know why she does. What, why does a person like horseback riding? I'm sure there's a lot of uh, anthropological reasons, which maybe we can get into, but I don't know. <laughs> but for whatever reason, the world of content, Dave, bit me the world of content and domain names and websites and these tools that we can use. Before there was blogging, I was blogging. So I think that if that's helpful, that's the journey. Uh, and then I'll say one more thing, if I may, is that I recall more anecdotally, it's real, but you know, I recall Black Enterprise, the, the, the magazine and publishing company, and Inc. Similar time period, years ago when there was carbon copy, they said, Ramon, can you write? We'll give you a dollar per word. I told my that sucks. What's a dollar per word? Then they're like, we want you to write 2,000 words. I said, stop. Okay. <laughs> then, then that's if that's how out came the dictionary and you were like i got words <laughs> when i understood this world of content you know there's lawyers and doctors and others but i understood oh there's a new world of information economy before gary v and others maybe recall of that so that's kind of what started and then today of course being fully into this world do you remember the i know this we might have to go back quite a bit here but like what was the time frame there when you started getting bit by the bug of that if it's helpful, my first company or one of my first companies, smallbiztechnology.com, which I sold, that domain, it's out there in the ethernet, was April 1999. So I'm sure before that sometime I was, you know, into it, but 
as a point of context, and also Dave, my son is in the range of 30 right now, when he was four years old, is kind of when I recall speaking at our mutual friend SCORE, you know, the government consulting service. So if that's helpful, it's been 20 or more years. And I've I've turned 50 as, as the time of we're talking here. So it's been a while. Also that, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, thank That's you, a feat you. in and of itself, right? To make it, <laughs> it <there>. is. <laughs> so, you, so your first business then was small biz technology. Is that correct? Very small computer consulting company called Family Computer Consulting Services. Dave, I went to the print shop. I don't know if you've ever seen one or heard of one. It's a print shop where they print physical. No, you. <laughs> we're not too. We're not too far off. So we're good. Yeah, <laughs> what I mean is your listeners, you know. But no. But seriously, went to the print shop, got the letterhead and all this. So that was a computer consulting company. Then I did an event business called Small Business Summit, and then I think about the domain SmallBizTechnology.com, and then that went to Smart Hustle and now Zone of Genius, and other projects. So talk to me a little bit about what, what happened with, so the computer business first, right? Like, what happened there? Why? Yeah, well, it was just me. You know, I was like probably many constant contact, you know, customers, just one person shopping. Well, I was full-time with UN, and I did it just for money. So, probably, yeah, probably just didn't, nothing bad happened, no bankruptcy or anything. I just, you know, oh, probably the bug of online world, me buying the domain, smallbiztechnology.com, then me getting to the events and being the small business person as I am today, if that makes sense. So I think the computer consulting business was just, oh, you know, I'm sure, I'm guessing you have family, Dave, and other people. Oh, you know tech stuff. Can you help me fix my phone or, you know? <laughs> my neighbor was here just a, a little while ago at lunch, like, hey, I, I got some things going on my iPad. I'm like, well, come on over. I guess I'll fix that for you. <laughs> my TV yeah. doesn't work. You work at this tech company, so I'm sure you can fix my Roku, things like that. <laughs> So that's how it started. So I just stopped it because it just, you know, it wasn't a fit, small. I was tired of installing modems and whatever it was. And then I got to the online world, if that makes sense. I asked that question because like, I, I feel as though a lot of times in these conversations when we're talking about these things, right, we, we always kind of put the shine on it, right? We, we The shine and pretty and everything is great, right? But I think the reality is, and I think you know this needs to be talked about more. And I think, I know you're very much in that realm of talking about like the whole, right? And and what that means as a person, right? Whether that's in business and in life and whatever that is. And so sometimes the thing we think is the thing is not the thing, right? And so you end up moving on to something else. And so I guess, you know, I'd love to know, like, when were you like, oh no, this is the thing. Like, when did that start clicking for you? And would you say that was that, was that the first thing that you ended up selling? And I mean, did you even, I'll stop there and I'll get to that next question. But like, was that the thing you were like, oh yeah, this is it. You're getting like me, Dave. You're asking 75 questions. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've been really you. excited about this today. I was like, and I've been writing down notes and I'm like, oh man, like there's so many things I want to be like, Ramon, Ramon. <laughs> to recap that, Dave, I think you're right. And I think me, you, but a lesson for those listening again is that yes, you're here doing this today. That doesn't mean you'll be doing it five years, 10 years from now. There's no shame, but you probably learn some of those things from what you did. Yeah. But I think Dave, yes, the my journey, I think, and you can help me pick through this. This interesting conversation is in two and three parts. Let me start recent to latest. Only now, Dave, I believe, because I've read a lot more, been involved, as I may have mentioned to you, in a clubhouse, in a, in a uh, project online with thousands of small business owners, and I've been into personal development. That's unleashed and unlocked a side of my brain that I wasn't familiar with. Always a nice guy, good guy, but not of these things like, you can go fast alone and far with others. Things like that, Brene Brown type woo-woo stuff, as they say. So only in the past two years, Dave, have I been in that, I think it changed my mind. So my point being, I think I've learned more and been a different person the last few years 
than I have in my entire life. So that's one. Recently, Ramon is even morphing and changing and realizing who he is. I think then a few years before, I didn't know what to call it, Dave, but I realized that I have an asset. I have something to sell just within me, getting calls from brands. And I'm sure I've been working with your company, I'm sure doing something over the 20 years, you know, realizing I have something that a brand will want to be in front of their audience. So that's number two. That could have been 10 years ago, not knowing to call it though, purpose, values, missions. And I have a library full of books here, you know, that I read. And then before that, Dave, the first journey, now going back to the first, I didn't know what to call what I was doing, like events. I did my first big event, I, my, my brainchild for it, thought of it in 2005, and I launched it in 2006, Dave. We had about 300 people. To me, that's big. For most, my my understanding is big companies, you know, get 10,000, 1,000 people, but for a small guy, 300 people. Yeah. So my point being is that I just did it, Dave, because I like stuff. So to put a button on that, but you can help me pack this out more, maybe like the chef who made pies, sold them, but until, but they didn't know it until they went to like the Sprinkles or Panera event and like, oh, I'm making an experience. You just did it. Is that helpful? Yeah. Interesting. So, all right. So I want to, I want to get into, as you're doing this, what's going through your mind? Like, what is, I mean, let's be honest, like what, what's scaring you about this? Cause it's, it's a big step, right? Is to say like, okay, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to do this. And then it's, cause I think this is the thing that oftentimes we don't take into account. I'm often talking about this, you know, people that I'm in, you know, working with on my teams and things like that is that like, you know, as we're giving advice to people, we got to remember the reality of things. Then also remember that you got to take it from a, an empathetic position as well and understand that like, it's easy for us to say something, but we also don't have the weight of, if I don't do this, my family doesn't eat this week. <laughs> right. Yes, Dave. Yes. And so to walk me through that, like what was scaring you? jumping into that. Yeah, you're like, you're becoming the Oprah of small business. You're, <laughs> you're asking, you may start making me cry. Seriously, Dave. I, it would are, say, I, I have a goal. We're going to see if we can do it. <laughs> but, but really, these are intense questions. I mean, we're just starting out here, but this, I love where this is going. I don't often talk about that. So I'll talk from two perspectives, Dave. One is my recent journey today, the Ramon, quote unquote, for those who can't say it today, is Ramon, the full-time entrepreneur, which I've been for many years. But let me start with the journey of working full-time at the UN, in case I didn't make that clear to you and the listeners. I was working full-time at the United Nations, getting a check every two weeks, whatever the time frame was, while I was building my entrepreneurial. So Dave, that side of the world, that was just a feast or famine. I got to take care of my family. I have this hustle. Wasn't doing it though for side income. For those listening, but it's helpful. Some of you are doing it to make extra cash. Maybe you're driving Uber, whatever it is. But I was doing it because I had this thirst inside me, Dave. I didn't realize I was an entrepreneur and this bug that we all now know, you know, thanks to popularity of, of Shark Tank in recent times. But Dave, I just, I had, I had a desire inside me just to create, to birth stuff ideas, which I still have to this day, as you may know. So that's what started there. Just this itch, this, okay, I'm working full-time at the UN. Frankly, David, it, it was a dysfunctional office, which helped, I think, me wanting to get out of it. If it wasn't, maybe I'd still be there. It was very dysfunctional. So I had this itch, this other side of Ramon, that at night, at five o'clock, that was like my real life, I felt. Like, okay, I'm doing what I do at the UN. And good people are there, you know? But it's just the office I was in. So my point is that, but at night, Mr. Small, Mr. Stage, Mr. Entertainer. So that's one life. So yes, what was going through me there, Dave, was I didn't profit and loss and cash flow and all that. It wasn't on my mind then, but I guess God put, or we have some talents that maybe kind of like that person in the woods, 
they, they know they got to get fired. They, they, they didn't know it was called the fancy names, but they knew they needed friction. So that's stage one. We can go back to it. I'll move on to stage two and see what you think. So that, that was phase one, working a full-time job, building these businesses, small companies, Dave, but part-time. Then when I got fired, that flipped the switch, Dave, talking about Ramon now, let's say, leadership, hiring, delegation. I have team meetings. I have people who, what I pay them, Dave, it's an important part, probably not only, but an important part of their survival. So me being on the phone and encouraged and saying, Dave, well done. I just learned that from, I can pick any number of books on my shelf, you know, add value to your team. So is that helpful, the two phases of Ramon, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into the second phase then. So like now, so you get fired and now you're doing this thing. So what's going through your mind now, right? Like, cause this is it, right? You're going to commit to this. You're going to do this. Where are you in your, your journey there? Just, I think the internal and what's happening externally, right? Cause they're not always the same, it's great when they match, but what's, what's going on there? I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, to be clear about my business, I have a content business as a speaker, working sponsors, things like this, those who are listening to us. And so if you're listening to this today and you're selling phone cases, you have a bit of different inventory to worry about cat supply chain, a little different. You know, if you're uh, in a dentist's office, a little different, but the principles of the business is Dave and, and the team knows very well about the same. So what's going through my mind now, Dave, I'm on a journey of a, it let me know if I'm, I'm tracking with what you're asking, but A, recurring revenue. That's my job as a leader, the, the big thing. How do we get recurring revenue? I think number two, finding the right people or keeping the right people in my team. Dave, I have some baller people in my team. We happen to be, some are from India, some are from Nigeria, many are in the US. And just the right people, are we doing the right things? I think that's number two. And then three, since I am in startup mode, meaning I'm always reinventing myself, and you know we're at a zero revenue, as it were, ground ground basis area. It's lessons learned from the past. Who are our customers? Who are our clients? And now we're getting to memberships and things like this, and making sure we build a great experience. Curious, how, how big is the team that you have now? Sure. Well, uh, we, for example, in one project, we have 10 writers, fractional. So I don't have a big gleaming building, but 10 fractional people as an example for one project I'm working on. So you've sold three of the businesses that you've, you've started. Talk to me about the first time you sold the business and was that even part of the plan? No, don't think it was, but yes, that's a good question because today when I'm doing it, by the way, I'm doing it a lot more intentional. Still well, not gonna be I, I want to talk about that too, right? I actually saw your LinkedIn post from earlier today and, and talking about intention and thinking about what you do. And I'm a big believer in, uh, cause I've, I've had it happen in my own life when you are, uh, when you make a decision, and then you let the universe know about that decision, I feel it conspires to help you get to where you're trying to go, right? And you just have to be open to the the clues it's giving you. And so talk to me a little just about how did you get to, yeah, like, oh my God, I've got this thing and somebody wants to buy it. Whoa, what? <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah, and I'm a firm believer, by the way, also, I think also to your point, just to riff off what you said just now is that when you declare things, Dave, I think also everybody's different, but I am a person that, A, I'm not afraid of failure. And for me, declaring things, you know, because I know it's social media, that's, that's every, some people are private. I'm not. So I'm the type of person, Dave, that I'll, I promise to answer your question, though, is that, hey, listen, people, I, 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 have a, I have something wrong with me. The doctor said I have to work out every day. I got to work out every day. Everybody wouldn't do that, but I just feel good about telling the world I have a problem. I'm not perfect. Here's what I have to do. And friends will challenge you. So I'll answer <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was helpful. But yeah, so the first company was smallbiztechnology.com. I think that actually, no, that wasn't the first. The first one I sold was the Small Business Summit. That was the Small Business Summit annual event we did in New York City. 
It was me and my partner. Shout out to Marion Banker. She she was, and of course is. She's a lot older than me. A white, uh, thin lady, petite. And I say that in case those who are listening and not, not watching, not know bad ways. Dave knows, but the, the visual. I'm a black guy, young. There's hard charging. The marketing guy. The pizzazz. The 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 flair. And she was more the. She she was she's an accountant. Ramon, your numbers, but we made a great team, Dave. Well, I was going to say, right? Like, I think this is the big thing for for the businesses listening. Depending on where you are, it, it's that, and I think it's the same. Like, I mean, yeah, I work for a company, but it's building a team, right? You met Dallas earlier, and like the people that you have, it's like you try to find these people that fill the gaps, right? And I think what you're talking about there, I mean, it's like a marriage, right? You kind of end up, and that's a business proposition in many ways, right? <laughs> like making that work. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on all of that. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay, no, great. <laughs> and we first started, Dave. Was interesting going back to your point about like a marriage is that. Similar to one I've been married almost 30 years is that I would call going to Roosevelt Hotel in Grand Central, New York City, taking my credit card. I recall that taking my credit card, going to like the front desk. I had a little packet about events and all this and how much it costs and said, okay, I signed it or faxed it back to them. And here's my credit card authorization form. So my, oh, what I'm getting at is that she was a little hesitant. Ramon, do you think people will come? I don't know. Ramon, <laughs> have we done this before? I know. Ramon, but we, so my, so. What it was like into <laughs> the question, I think it was just we were partners and we had another there was another um, event company, Blog World. Some people may know Blog World. I think they're not around anymore. Blog World. And they said, listen, what you're doing and Ramon, your brand fits into what we want to do. Let's buy you and scale it. So it felt great, Dave. And, this, and to be clear, the ones I sell my vision, these are you. These are not multi-million dollar, billion dollar transactions. Just to be transparent, people listening know who I am. I'm the guy who's built companies that are hundreds of thousands or I could do to low millions. Single digits. No shame. That's Ramon's gift. No, I appreciate you saying that because like, I think, you know, I, I think we overemphasize <laughs> the big billion dollar things. I was reading an article the other day, I'm not going to mention company names, but they were like, this person's net worth now because of like the stock market went from, it was like 16.4 billion and now it's only 8 billion. <laughs> it's like, like, shut the f up like, like you, you know what i mean it's like oh man i feel horrible for that guy <laughs> you know and it is important dave because many small businesses that's all we read right we just see the big companies big which are great we love them but you it, it, i think it ha it can have a negative impact on your psyche right because you feel like i'm not doing enough and i think again as you're saying it's those stories are great but as much as i can want to focus on those things that are maybe not the sexy headlines, right? The, hey, Ramon Ray is making a life for himself and his family and, and helping other people and being of, of use like that to me is is something that's worth talking about, right? So- And let me touch numbers, Dave. Let's talk in numbers, meaning, you know, as an example, think about it, dear Dave audience. <laughs> Your business is generating, and again, the big ones are great, but let's talk about the smaller or small companies. Your business is generating $800,000 in gross revenue and you're highly profitable paying yourself 200, 300, 400, whatever it is, and you're paying 10 or five others, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this and want to DM me, say I'm full of it, but I think that's a pretty good life and no complaint. Or gross of 2 million. You get my the numbers. Everybody that doesn't have to do a $100 million business. Yeah. Nope. I love that. I love that. Okay. So we were talking about, uh, you got to the point, you sold this business. So this, they, they came to you to do that. Okay. I got that. We got that there. How are you feeling about kind of where you are now. So I feel great. 
One, I'm working with some family of mine. There are just one or two people in the in the thing. And my one thing I want to do is a build generational wealth. So I don't know if you can hear. Imagine, Dave, my language is changing. 2005, buying the first domain, transactional, just survival, just I have this thing in me. But in part of its age, as we get older, we get wiser. But Dave, now I'm very purposely thinking, I want to build generational wealth. I want to give money to others. I want to live a little better life today. And so that drives me in some of the things I'm doing. And hopefully in my sixth or seventh company, because I'm doing a few projects too, it's hard to keep track, but I'll build it a little smarter. That's why, like, for example, we've never done recurring revenue before. You know, that's what SaaS companies you all do. That's It's just a different model. But I'm so, I, so that's what I'm thinking of now, Dave. I think I've been more mature in understanding business a bit more because I've done it a few times. And so I think, and you're, so now we're on the journey right now. I'm talking to you. I'm in the journey. I can do it smarter and wiser. And whether it's generating cash flow, meaning, you know, just I'm living from that, if that makes sense, it's fine with me. But I have a feeling, Dave, it, it, it's it's enough. I'm doing enough that somebody will want to acquire it at some point. I'm not building it for that, full disclosure, but I'm building it to build a solid company that can pay the people I'm working with because my heart's in them. Knowing what they tell me, Ramon, my dream is to feed then my five brothers and sisters. Ramon, my dream is I want to finish law school. We talk, Dave, and I say, girl, I got you. Let's build this then and make sure some of that money goes to you to finish law school. That excites me. Yeah, no, that's great. I I, I love uh, where your head is at with all that stuff. I think and it, it changes the narrative a, a lot when you're in that position where you are able to you know, just personally speaking, right? Like doing those things that are more specific with your money, being able to give, being able to do the things that you want to do when you can, you know, for me, it was like when we got out of debt, right? Like we're like, now we don't have that. And now I actually can do things with my money, right? Like now it changes the scenario and I'm, I'm all for, I'll be honest. Like I get very confused about a lot of these businesses out there and I'm like, you don't make any money. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like there's no profit. Like there's like, I don't. And I think there's something to being deliberate and thinking about like, what does this mean? What does this have to be to, for us to exist? And then do these things that you're talking about, I think is, is, is very interesting and, and, and good to hear. Looking back and thinking about where you are now, is there anything you would have done differently? And if so, what and why? I don't have a specific reason, but if we talk more, I'll probably think of one, but I know I'm over-indexed in moving too fast, Dave. Now, if I had to choose between being too fast and too slow, I'd want too fast. I've never been too slow, but I'm just making a guess. You know, I don't know how to be too slow, <laughs> methodical in thinking. Like my friend Marion, to her point, I'm saying in a good way, I'm glad she brought that breaks to us to a degree. But that's one thing maybe, Dave, I would do a bit different is just slowing down. I have a feeling maybe if I would have slowed down just a bit and slow down means think a bit, be more methodical, not rush, a few less typos, a few less mistakes, a few less apologies. And typos, meaning metaphorically, it could be a $100,000 typo, you know, whatever, mistake or whatever. So I think that's the only thing, Dave, but I'm I'm happy with the journey I've had to date. We all could want more money. We all could want more abs, you know, stomach muscles. We all could want more of this. But from what I've been, Dave, I'm blessed. And I think that maybe slowing down a bit more, which I still want to do today. But besides that, don't wish I had more wealth. Don't wish I had more this, more that, meaning normally speaking, you know, if it drops in my lap. But but yeah, I think slowing down, Dave, that's probably what I wish, a bit more methodical, a bit slowing down more. But And then, Dave, I think also adding to that is that we don't know what we don't know. So the person I am, I am even today, five years from now, if we have this conversation, I'll have learned new things. 
So that's a great point, right? Just be open to learning and, and, and going through that process. Well, take me through this then. Is it what you expected? Meaning, right, we, we, we kind of set, I think we all have this, I guess the way to describe it would like be this fantasized. And then many times, right, I think people get into this realm of like, well, if I only had this and then this would change that. And and I think that's kind of a, a fool's errand, right? Because it doesn't. It's just you're in a different location. <laughs> and it's almost like, where do you want to be? And are you happy in that location? But guess what? You're always going to have to work. There's always going to be pain. There's always going to be like things that you got to work through, right? So based on where you are and, and kind of what you were like, young Ramon was thinking, you know, is this what you expected? The answer is yes, Dave. And let me tell you why. One, I don't hold many books up, especially, you know, respect the platform. I'm on here with you. <laughs> but I will hold up one book because I know everybody in the community will love it. So it's Jim Collins' book, Turning the Flywheel. Okay, or his his uh, monograph, I think they call it a fancy trend of flywheel. And I have a whole list of books, by the way. Anybody who wants a list of my books, you can just DM me on Instagram, Ramon Ray Smart. best books. DM me on Instagram, best books, and I'll send you my list of the favorite books for small business owners. But that book, Turning the Flywheel, and there's many more. Our mutual friends probably have written some that are on many shelves, Dave. It talks about building a business that has systems and processes is the point. I'm sure you all have it at Constant Contact, being a billion-dollar, trillion-dollar company, but I'm sure you can build the core into the basics, right? Same thing with my business or any business. So once you get the flywheel right, Dave, yes, it gets easier and it's enjoyable. So now, as you know, of course, I'm in startup mode, a little different, scrambling and things are harried again. But yes, Dave, I've been there and I will be there soon once you get the right team. And I tell my team, my job, Dave, is to wake up and motivate Helen and Sonia and Tim and Josiah and Christina, my four core, and I have other writers. That's one of my biggest jobs to motivate. Are you okay, Christina? Do you need me to bring you popcorn? You need to take a day off. Please do take a day off. Take a week off. Go spend time. Hey, Tim, what do you need? That's my biggest job to set the vision of the company, where we're going, and to think high level. So what I'm getting at is, yes, it's what I expected, Dave. If you build the right team, you have the system and processes that are repeatable. Nothing fancy. No trillion dollar fancy GE thing, whatever. Just some basic, simple stuff, right? A follow-up. Hello. You know, a constant contact with your base, right? And that's this real thing, not just saying because of Dave, I talk about it all the time. So once my point, Dave, you get those core things, yes. And what are the results of that, then, Dave? Let me, I guess the next question could be, or let me share the results of what, for me, what it means is it what I expected. Again, I'm at a different point this second, but what that means is you spend more time with your family. What that means is hopefully you're blessed that you have a bit more money as you talked about, not talking about bling, 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 I'm all, no, 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 just you're comfortable to your level, as Seth Godin would say, what does it mean to you? And you can give more once you take care of yourself and think time, Dave, time. I can take a week off. I can take a weekend off and go help my church. I can be early and help others. That's kind of my passion. So I hope that wasn't, did I answer 4,000 different points? Was that okay, Dave? No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I'm wondering, so, you know, you mentioned something that, you know, which I'd like to know is that like, now that you're doing this thing, you're coming at it now with all of this knowledge from the previous things. And so what is that, right? You're saying you're kind of in startup mode right now because you're just getting this thing off the ground. But like, what does that mean to you now versus, you know, kind of when you were starting something before? Like, what have you learned and what are you putting into place? I think I, I'm hoping, I don't know the future, Dave, but all the things I've learned, I feel like I'm on fire. I feel literally, Dave, I am <laughs> even talking to you about it. I'm going to reach out and grab you and hug you. And you. <laughs> I just feel so excited because I feel more hopeful. 
I feel there's even a bigger chance, bigger possibilities, because I'd like to think I'm smarter. Not me, but anybody listening or watching us, I'm wiser. I, th- I think I get it even now. It's like, you know, you do it the 20th time, you're like, oh, hopefully I'll get it. So that's how I feel, Dave. I just, I feel great because I have a great team. I have the vision and, and I've, and I've done it before, right? Meaning the concept is there. It's like somebody, you know, selling watches, selling high end watches, which is not. You start a new watch company. Okay. We got to have manufacturing down. Do I have that dialed in? Yep. It's a little bumpy. Got to get fun, funding for it, but I get it. Got to build high, high end watches. I got to find more people like Dave who are like billion dollar ballers who only buy watches $10,000 or more. <laughs> yeah. So I got to find, <laughs> I got to find people like Dave. Where are people like Dave at? Okay. They're in, they're in Nebraska. You know, follow me here. You know, they're in Nebraska. And similar to what we've talked about before, Dave. Now I just got to get his attention, be in front of him. What do you think? Maybe that's too silly, but that's, that's what it is. And that's why I feel the confidence that I can do it again and again and again. I love when, when we can keep things simple because like, I feel like we're <laughs> human nature is to overcomplicate the things, but like, and in, in oftentimes it is as simple as that. Like, I mean, I even think of just thinking of, there was a point in my life, I come from like a theater background and I lived in New York for 15 years and it was like, okay, I want to do this thing. Well, where am I going to do that? Well, I should go here. And so then I made a plan to go to New York and I moved there. Like, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's really that simple. What is that you're trying to do? Where are the people that you want to do that thing? Go there <laughs> and and be in front of those people, right? Like it's often, it, it seems like, well, that's easy. Well, yeah do it. And and I think there's something to your idea of moving fast too, is like, yeah, you're, there's some mistakes and there's some things and maybe, but it's that motion that propels you forward and gets you to the places that you need to go. Dave, may I have one more thing on that, please? I was looking for another book that I have. I have so many books I can pull out here, but <laughs> I'll, I'll stop there. But is mindset. I want to touch on that, Dave, as well. I think that's the difference. Those listening to us, the tactics of what we're saying email or social media or follow through and all those things, right? There's a book here, another book. I'll match another book. Dave, is that okay? Is that okay? Good. Another book here called like switch. I highly recommend this by a former FBI person who counterintelligence guy called the like switch. So point, what I'm trying to make is that that's the difference people listening to us. Cause I hear many small business owners, Dave, and I'm sure you hear them too, a bit frustrated. Okay. Dave, my competitor, my friend has this cupcake company. He has a good sign. I have a good sign. He has great cupcakes. I have better cupcakes. He's on wall street. I'm on Wall Street and the block. You get my point. It's the same, but why isn't the that? Why isn't it working? Probably what's different is you're not Dave, and not that you're ever going to be him. But it's that mojo. It's that there's something that how he talks, how he smiles, how he's selling. We're all different. So I wanted to add that Dave is that also your mindset. If you're running a business and your mindset's not right, you don't have a pain threshold, as Marie Forleo talks about in her book. Everything is figureoutable. You don't have that juice. And again, not that I can be Dave. He can't be me, but you have to have some level of entrepreneurial competency, entrepreneurial emotional intelligence to make all the tactics work, if that makes sense, Dave. Yeah, no, it does. I love that. I love that. I know it's going to, even asking this question, I know it's kind of a, a silly one because as a small business owner, it, there, it, there really isn't a typical, but what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll break it into maybe a typical week or month and we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I don't know where this will go, but um, one that's important to me are morning habits. And I get that, I must say, from my friend Glenn Lundy and others I've been hanging out in this community, right? Personal development. So morning habits, you know, I'm, I'm a person of deep faith. So for me, it's Bible reading and prayer and my exercises and drinking water and fruit. And for somebody else, maybe something else, but morning habits, you know, something that you do for your body, your family, your life, if you are a person of faith or, or a meditation, whatever you may wish to call that time period. But I think thinking 
of the day is important. That's one. That's the day. Number two, time management. So part of kind of my routine is whether it's my phone or a, or a task management tool or something like this, what's my day looking like to ground me? And then from there, David, typical day for me, like maybe half your audience, it's computer work. And that computer work that was split into my team, are they okay? How can I serve my team? Note that. How can I serve my team? Not you note that, Dave, but the audience. You know that. And then two, biz dev, relationships. You and I have relationship and others are friends. There's, there's maybe no money that I will exchange between certain people. They're still a part of the relationship. How can we uplift each other? Just encouraging each other even saying, you know, like you and I have been on stages. You've taken shots of me, like photo shots. I've taken shots of you. <laughs> That's I missed them by this much now. <laughs> so I think it's morning habits. What's my day look like today, which wraps into a whole bunch of things. What is my year like in my month? Three business developments, like relationship building. And then for me, my, as far as a typical month, I'm a relationship person, Dave. I'm probably saying the same thing, but my team can execute day to day. My job is to think ahead. And I need to do actions thinking ahead, whether, oh, like there was a big event in New York City, a big tech conference. I flew there. I, I took the train there just to say hi and see the person, kind of like a Dave, right? In the other company, like a Dave, just to say hi, say what's up, just here to say hi. And I left, that's it, that's it, Dave. So this was a good uh, transition here to 2023. What's next? Where are you, where are you seeing things moving? I think um, for my business, I'm not sure if you're talking about economy or industry-wise, but for my business, for Ramon Ray, Dave, I think two things, man. One, even though motivational speaking, event hosting and things is not a scalable business, you know, it's, it's me, you're paid a check to show up. But I love it, Dave, the most. I love it. So 20 to 30 times a year, full paid gig or close to it. Ramon could be on the stage. I'll be happy and get some travel with it and bring family. So I love that. And number two, Dave, I have no doubt that what's next for me, I'm going to continue to build online platforms, communities, all in the small business space. Think of the track record already. Smallbiztechnology.com, sold. Small Business Summit, sold. Smart Hustle, sold. Now zoneofgenius.com, building it. Breakfast with Champions, building it. So I think within me, Dave, there's definitely, I, I always be, I think, always be in this space, doing be, doing it alone, meaning I'm heading it, or doing it with others, or part of a brand, or whatever it may be. But I think I'll always be building community, creating content, which is the scalable part, and building the team. That's what I think I do well, Dave. I didn't realize it, but I believe I've, I've cracked the nut, cracked the process of content and putting teams together who are nimble, who are fast, who are ninja-like, who can create content, kind of my methodology, if that makes sense. No, I love that. I love that. When you start thinking about goals for the year, you know, oftentimes, obviously, people are, oh, you're going to set goals, you're going to do this, you got that. I, I'm interested to hear, for you, how specific, how specific do you get? Like, do you go through that exercise? Do you share that with your teams? Like, what is that process like for you? Yeah, my goals are pretty simple, Dave. So right now, me and my, I'll be very specific and transparent. Me and my family, uh, we're in a townhouse, beautiful townhouse in, in the Northeast. Beautiful. No complaint about it. I want a big home for the purpose, Dave, so my family and others can come by and visit. Now, Dave, I don't like people. I'm saying it half jokingly. <laughs> like I'm not the person. No, uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> come on by and, and spend a week with me. But my wife likes it, Dave. And, and I do kind of like it, you know what I mean? But my point is, if I have a bigger home, you know, the home with the, the two rooms with, with two master suites and things like that, it's being very detailed, then I can have more people come, family come. So that's one goal, David. It's not unusual. It's just living in the Northeast, prices are different. So that's getting more complicated, but that's one goal. And then the second reason, second thing is, as I build more wealth, 
to be able to help my family and, and to be able to make and then help others. So that's really, Dave, I'm happy Ramon is taken care of. No complaint in my palatial five foot office. We're great. But <laughs> that's that, so that I don't know if that answers, Dave. That's, that's it for me. I'm, the same thing's just better. So I can make the world a better place, whether it's my immediate family, but for sure, Dave, as you know, my heart to a degree, others. I would love to give a check for 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 to a deserving organization. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear you there. I want to get into some marketing here for a bit. And uh, one, I mean, I think I know the answer to this. If it's marketing day for business, I appreciate you, Dave, for allowing me to give my version of the world. This is Dave. <laughs> I mean, this is Dave. He works for a marketing company for small businesses, the leader. Yeah, he 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 kind of been, he knows a thing or two. <laughs> uh, but I'm just wondering, you know, how often are you working on marketing your business? And I, I mean, I know the answer because I, I'm connected with you, right? And I see this a bit, but I just want to have you kind of walk us through that because like, I think it's an important thing for people to hear. Absolutely. I think uh, in, I'll share with me and then hopefully it leads into a tip and other thought for others. But I think for me, Dave, always. So here's the level I do it. A, we have email dialed in pretty well, great subject lines and et cetera. That's one. Two, there's the segmentation, of course, which I know you all in the team at Content Contact know very well. To Dave may be in, say, the customer or leads bucket or area, but there could be another one for more biz dev, two different wordings. So that's email. And then if it's helpful for a tip or whatever, I, the reason I say always, Dave, is because my social media rarely saying buy this, buy from me. But I'm since I'm small enough, I'm happy to say Ramon is the brand, the face of many of the things we do, not all. Now, I hope as we grow that changes. But Dave, I've been doing this so long. Well, why not be the face of it? I just got to own it. That every time I talk and do it, it's it's marketing. So yes, we're kind of always marketing. You know, maybe there's a better way to do it. And, and one more thing I'll say, Dave, maybe you can help me say this better. Some people out there who are always looking for a buck, consider stop looking for the sale. My book, right? Celebrity CEO, ask for a smile before you ask for a sale. Instead of looking for the sale first, why not consider doing things just to build brand and awareness? If that makes sense. I just thought of it. I don't know, you know, because some people ask, sometimes people ask me, Dave, like, oh, you're doing this for free or you're not making money. Why did you fly there just to speak? And they didn't pay you. You never know who's in the audience. Dave is sitting in the front row and then he hires me to speak. So my brain, I'm, if I can add value, why not live that way? Hope that's helpful. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the, uh, I kind of say, if you do the right things, the right things happen. And if you're focused on just the, the outcome and not the things that get you there, like you kind of miss the point and you end up over-indexing on the wrong things because if you take care of the good things, then those things kind of take care of themselves, right? And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there on that. All right, I want to know what has been the best piece of marketing advice you've been given? So, by the way, Dave, you're a great interviewer. You should, you, you, have you ever thought about leaving constant contact and working for NPR? You have that voice through the <laughs> microphone. Don't tell anybody I said that, Dave. I'm sure nobody's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you know, listen, I will say this though, as, as I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to do this, right? To use this. This is something that I've been living into more so pointedly over the last year or so. And I'm, I'm really uh, excited for that opportunity to do that. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, you're well, yeah, the questions are good and you can you can tell you enjoy it, but I can hear you. Hey, this is Dave. We're talking constantly. <laughs> it is, you know, you gotta get that little NPR voice. Who's our who's our colleague there? That is uh a Dallas, you know, tweak the mic a bit, you know. They, I don't know how they speak that way. You were from NPR. Our sponsor today is Mercedes Benz and they have that. I, I, I drink a I drink a syrup in the morning and it helps. <laughs> yeah, but I think the best marketing vice, Dave, and I'm not sure who gave it to me, it could be just industry and our friends in the industry, probably is to get really close to my customers, Dave really close. And my sales style, speaking money for helpful, is not the hard charging sales. And I must say, if I was selling pens, it may be different. In fairness to the small business owner out there, that's selling a dozen cupcakes. There's no chit-chatting necessary. Dave, your daughter's birthday's tomorrow. Can you buy a cupcake? That's it. What I'm doing is different. But Dave, I think getting close to my customers. I have a lot of calls, a lot of relationships with people, either A, who may never buy from me or not, but when they do, it's because we have a relationship, meaning they, they're going to spend the money on the Ramones on a blue shirt. They want a blue shirt. No question about it. They're going to buy it. Why aren't I even spending the time in front of them saying, I have a blue shirt. Do you like my, you, I don't know if that's too silly, but they're going to spend the money. Why not on me? It, it, and it's shame on me if I'm not following up, reminding them, building awareness, and they don't, and our mutual friend, probably John Jantz, right? Duct tape marketing. They don't know, like, and trust me. They should. So that that's what that's the best advice I think is get closer to your customers or potential customers as you can know them well and they should know you well. Yeah, I love that. I love that. From your point of view, 2023, what are the top 3 things small business marketers really should be focused on and why? That's a huge question. I'm not sure it's all going to be right, but I do think one thing I've learned is that when the social media powers that be launch something new, you can't say no to it. I really left the hard way. I've only, don't tell anybody this day. This is just between me and you. Don't, don't, don't tell anybody this. <laughs> no Thank <laughs> you. Ramon only recently started to do reels. I'll repeat that. Ramon only recently started to do reels. I'm like, huh, that's for kids. <laughs> that's for Dave. People being fancy. No, the powers that be are pushing reels today. And when I do reels, ooh, it goes up. So you can just, Look up online that or ask your people at Constant Contact, people listening to us. But that's one. When the powers that be, it's more tactical, though, launch things. Because I didn't want to be an ambulance chaser, Dave, but I realized, no, social's a bit different. When the brands launch something and they're over-indexing on it, promoting it, jump on that sucker as best you can. So that's one. I think number two is the aspect of um, personalized experiences. As best you can, give personalized experiences to people. Even like we, I've mentioned a few times before, segment your customers. Some may get a personalized thank you note. Some may not. So I think those are two. And then three, I think, Dave, always be learning. That's the best. That's the best thing. Doesn't mean you have to do it. Doesn't mean you have to do it, but you should be enough to do something like that. What's that pixel thing? Um, supposed to be on a website, it's supposed to help me get my customers again and again. I don't, I don't know the detail of it, but I heard it's important. I studied it. So can, can you help me get that done so I can, what's it, retarget? I, I, I don't know fully. Oh, you can do it, Johnny. Great, great. Get back to me. Let me know. But you get my point, you know, that, that kind of thing. Know enough so you can make a decision either way, right? Like, I think that's it. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, I heard early adopt on social media, right? Follow, like, like get in with what they're doing personalize those experiences. I think we've had this conversation before, and I know people listening to the show, if you're going to become a regular listener here, you're going to know that I'm going to be talking about that a lot, because I think that's the big opportunity for small businesses in particular, because you can do things I think the big guys can't do. And it's such a, a more personalized experience. And then I love always be learning. I think uh, 
I mean, you see this in industries too, when things change and then that you're resistant to it or resistant to figuring out, well, how can we make this work in a way? And it, I mean, it literally kills industries, right? And then and we're such in a, a fast moving pace these days with technology and everything. I think you always have to be open and, and paying attention to what's going on. So I love that. Ramon, always a pleasure to talk to you, uh, speak with you. I appreciate your insights and being so open. Uh, thank you. I'm only disappointed that you didn't cry. I will try harder next time. I promise. Uh, but... Almost. It was about right here. Dude. <laughs> all right. right good. Here. All right. All right. I will work on it. I, I'll know where the, the meter is next time. But anything else you'd like to add here before we, we kind of say goodbye for the day? Yeah, indeed. David, again, just thanks for having me and thanks for the whole team behind this doing it. But I think just a few things. A, entrepreneurship, small business ownership is hard. Those of you who haven't started yet or fully, you are not in for an easy journey. Anybody who tells you that is lying to you. It's hard work. Number two, Keep at it. Learn all the things that Dave and the team and the books you can read and all these things are telling you. Learn that. Suck that in. Implement it as best you can. That's number two. I think three, get help. There's free help out there, a search engine you can do, or hire help. Invest in yourself. I think that's three. And then four, understand the payoff, why you're doing it, why you're doing it. What Dave is doing, what I'm doing, we both got pain, as it were, meaning we both got challenges, whether office, by myself, whatever. We both have, you just pick but what's the end result is to get my meaning. That was a silly thing, but my meaning, everybody has issues, but know why you're doing it. And so for me, Dave, I like washing my car at 11 p.m. I like, or 11 a.m. I like doing what I want, that freedom. I love it. So I think, dear small business owner, keep at it, keep doing it. Always know why you're doing it. Love it. Ramon, where can people find you if they want to get closer to you? I appreciate that. RamonRay.com. Uh, you can check me out there and sign up for some things that I'm doing. Love for you to see what we're doing at zoneofgenius.com, how we help business owners live life fulfilled. And one more little link I'll give, bwcdaily.com. We just launched that. So people can check that out. But again, Dave, if you're a friend of Dave's, by the way, just say, hey, Ramon, I'm a friend of Dave's and I'll pay more attention to you as well. <laughs> Love that. Ramon, again, thank you so much. And always great talking to you. Wow. So many valuable things in that conversation with Ramon. I hope you found some things that uh, you can take with you after listening to this episode. I'm going to highlight a few things that I kind of wrote down as I was going along. One of them, I really love this conversation around figuring out, you know, what is your vision? And then how do you assemble the right team around you to execute on that and put the right systems and processes in place so your business can grow? I also love this thing that you you know you we're hearing this again and again look to create these personalized experiences for your customers and of course one of the reasons why hopefully you're listening to this show is to always be learning friend if I could leave you with one piece of advice here today or more of something that you can take action on today is there something that you could do to make your communications more personal Maybe it's something simple, like adding someone's name to a subject line in your next email. Or maybe there's a group of select customers you can send a personal email or a note and offer them something exclusive as a thank you for being a customer. Whatever you do, I'd love to hear about it, of course, so be sure to reach out and let me know. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Be A Marketer podcast. If you have questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me directly at dave.sharest at constantcontact.com. If you did enjoy today's episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. Your honest feedback will help other small business marketers like yourself find the show. Well, friend, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. 
and continued success to you and your business.